1: I'm thrilled today to be joined by Laura Laura Laura's a brilliant editor-in-chief of Becker's Healthcare. Uh, She's just magnificent. She comes with us periodically on the Becker's Healthcare podcast to talk about a few of the key issues that she's watching closely and key news stories. Laura, let me have you take it away. Tell us, what are a couple of the key stories that you're watching currently?
2: Thanks, Scott. And yeah, I think, you know, we're definitely watching a lot of things and have been able to connect with several executives over the last few weeks to really hear what they're thinking about and, and what's top of mind for them heading into the new year. More importantly, you know, the executives we're speaking with and connecting with are part of the 550 plus speakers that will be at our annual meeting April eighth through eleventh um, in Chicago. And so, you know, we have really tried to stay in touch with them and, and get a sense of um, what's going to be top of mind for them heading into the new year. By and large, we're seeing a few couple of trends, and so I wanted to share those with you briefly. I think first and foremost, hospitals traditionally have defined themselves by clinical excellence and promoted their quality care as a differentiating factor, but over the next three years, many of these CEOs and presidents see that changing as sophisticated data platforms and automation as well as emphasis on value-based care flattens the field. It, it makes quality, safety and affordability table stakes more or less for hospitals and health systems. And so what they're really focused on next is innovating in the customer experience and system connectedness to really give them the competitive edge with um, patients in their community and make sure that they're continuing to drive their reputation forward um, within the next few years. And so and that's something that's really interesting. We heard from several leaders independently um, and just you know really'll keep an eye on that but um just interesting to hear kind of their perspective on what those conversations are like in the c-suite room
1: thank you what are some of the things that you're hearing from people about priorities and what they're worried about and thinking about for next year
2: yeah, yeah, absolutely. So some of their priorities as well, obviously, um, is coming up um, more frequently is the staffing crisis, which will still continue as systems are finding even more creative partnerships to develop internal pipelines for talent and elevate their current leaders. You know, we've seen from all the different um, ratings agencies and whatnot, that the staffing labor costs, et cetera, um, have made a big impact on the bottom lines for hospitals and health systems this year, and really, there's not much end in sight for some of the workforce shortages, as well as um, the the talent pipelines that they're seeing, and so you know, turning to technology as much as possible, automation and other ways that AI can boost the workforce um, is one tactic. But again, another space um, where hospitals and health systems are are really just focused on building up their uh, pipeline uh, and education program, learning institutes and other ways that they can promote the leaders of the future really designed around their individual health system culture, as well as understanding of how they want things to work. Um, And then to the technical aspects of, of what skills are gonna be needed for um, providing more and higher level patient care in the future. Um, We heard from several executives and CEOs talking about wanting more hands-on training, um, partnering with schools, whether it's universities, high schools, even middle schools, um, to to bring in that interest and looking really far into the future. One executive told us that um, she's really, you know, seeing uh, over the next couple of years, even bringing in classrooms to co-locate within the hospital for more hands-on learning. that was top of mind, and then secondly, um, within the news, you know, obviously there's been a lot of labor strife this year, union negotiations, and a lot happening in that space too. Um, hospitals and health systems looking to cut costs with some of their salary and benefits programs, um, but you know that could come with a significant challenges as well. One recent example we saw is Children's Hospital Colorado um, announced plans to scale back its education benefit for workers um, with certain degrees but significant pushback from their employees as well as public messages and coverage nationwide led the hospital leaders just a few days later to reinstate the original benefits to current program enrollees and they're making changes still to the future um, program in in how to look in the future but you know, that really uh, had an impact um, that it seemed like, you know, wasn't really anticipated initially, and, and they brought back those benefits and, and will, I assume, try to find other ways to make their budget work um, outside of, you know, the current program so that they can keep the legacy employees um, enrolled in those degree programs.
1: Uh, fascinating. And, and, and besides sort of the pipeline of future talent, which is so critical to everybody, we see that as just a critical, crucial issue. Any other issues that you're watching closely or top of mind that you're hearing about?
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so I think, you know, the last year, obviously 2023 artificial intelligence and generative AI were somewhat about buzzwords and, you know, they're not going away in healthcare. Early adopters continue to jump on partnerships with tech companies. Um, and, and then we'll see some of those results of their efforts and more standards for healthcare as well as responsible AI use nationally coming along over the next couple of years. But what we're really keeping an eye on there too is just how. Um, technology in, in AI can make a big difference for um, the way that health systems are thinking about what their core business is and how they can grow additional revenue lines, revenue streams, what that can really um, do for them as more of a platform versus the um, just a, a traditional hospital health system, brick and mortar clinics, and even providing healthcare services to getting more into um, prevention, wellness, I- I- in other spaces that Um, before, you know, it was just not possible for them to do. And so that's uh, the final area that really seeing, you know, the wild, wild west of AI settle down to some degree um, in in develop those standards and making sure that health systems have the infrastructure in place to keep up with that. Um, Otherwise, you know, it it really seems like um, that it will be hard for hospitals to um, meet the needs of their patients and communities and and compete with some of those Large organizations and healthcare
1: disruptors in the future. Well, thank you very, very much, Laura. It's always great to visit with Laura uh, Dierda, Editor-in-Chief, Becker's Healthcare, just a, a magnificent leader and writer and thinker. Laura, you're one of the very best. Thank you for joining us today on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thank you very, very much.
2: I appreciate it. Thanks so much, Scott.